This episode is sponsored by our friends at SongTrust. SongTrust is the world's largest technology solution for global music publishing, royalty collection, and administration. It was founded to simplify music rights management and to remove complexity from the publishing landscape. SongTrust collects publishing royalties for more than 2 million songs with a community of more than 300,000 songwriters and rights holders. Use promo code PUBCAST20 and sign up for 20% off your SongTrust registration. Hello, AIMP Nashville Pubcast listeners. Whew. It has really been a year. Well, really, I think it's really been like a year and a half. We have had some crazy crap happen. We've been locked down. We've had masks. We've had Zooms. So many freaking Zooms, right? No touring. We've had vaccines. But let's look at some of the good stuff. Let's think about that today. Let's talk about what we've learned. We've learned to come together. We've learned that, you know, what we're capable of when our backs are against the wall and we just don't see any other options. We've also learned to come together as that community and unite. And you know what? If you're listening to this podcast right now, guess what? We've made it this far and things are starting to look a lot better. And to that, my friends, I say cheers. And I'm going to tell you, this is unique, this particular episode. We've never done a season-ending kind of wrap-up, and you get to listen to me just pontificate on things. But my producer and I, Brandon, thought it might be interesting this year to just kind of surmise what we've been through, talk about some of the stuff that comes up regularly in my conversations as a music publisher and as a member of the AIMP. So we're going to try it out. I hope you like it. And let's dig into some of Tim's thoughts. My writers like to call it Timspiration. So let's hope that works out for you guys today. One of the things we like to talk about is why do we do what we do? And when I say why we do what we do, I'm talking about the AIMP. Some of you may not even know what the AIMP is, but it stands for the Association of Independent Music Publishers. And the premise for having this uh, organization together is to give independent music publishers a voice in the world out there. Because in our life, we fight the majors all day long. And I know that sounds kind of intense to have that word, you know, fight, but it's competitive out there. And we also wanted to have a voice that was united with so many of the legislative issues we had so that we know that we're being heard. So we started the AIMP many moons ago and it's been a great resource. But for this, the AIMP National Pubcast, we started this to be really an educational tool as well as an entertainment tool to kind of give you guys access to knowledge that we have, share some of the things we've learned on our journey as publishers to help you grow and have the knowledge to become better at what you do as well. And hopefully share some things that'll help you be a better publisher, songwriter, and creator out there in the world. So that's kind of the setup for that. Now, the other question I have, I get asked is why I do what I do. And let me tell you, I do what I do because I freaking love music. I started out at 13 playing drums, and this turned into a lifelong journey for me. I never once thought of anything outside of music. I know people say that all the time, but from basically the time I heard Kiss as a young child, yep, that was one of the records that uh, started me on my journey, and I thought, I want to do that for a living. I became a musician, and then I turned into a music business guy. And I'll tell you what, it was a real simple thing. 
I was always the guy in the band that decided I'm tired of playing in the garage. How do you book shows? So I called people. And then when you book shows, how do we get our music heard? I was a guy that called the radio stations. I just naturally was aggressive and passionate and self-motivated. I started a record company right out of college because I figured I knew it all. I failed a lot on that and learned a lot of hard lessons. But I brought all these things forward when I got my first job in 1993 as a little tape guy at an independent music publishing and company. And that's where my life changed. It's where I fell in love with music publishing. I saw that it was the epicenter of creativity for the music business. It's where the songs came alive. It's where you develop the talent and you develop the music that people were going to hear. And I just fell in love with it. And to me, I mean, the joke I always had is it reminded me of high school. Why did it remind me of high school? Because you listen to songs, you uh, hear your favorite songs, you take those songs to your friends and you share it with them and you get them excited and they go and cut those songs. And next thing you know, they're on the radio. And this to me was the most beautiful job in the world. And it still is. I've been doing it 30 years and I couldn't be more excited to still be in it. Even with all the transition and changes, and this is not a historical episode, so I'm not going to tell you much of tales of the past, but this is why Tim Hunzey is in the music business, because I'm still super passionate about discovering music, about discovering talent, and helping them fulfill their dreams and uh, get to the next level in their life, no matter what that level it is, from the very beginning songwriter to the guy that's already had some hits, I want to help him have more hits, and the guy that's had a crazy amount of hits, I want to help him sustain having those hits. So that's a little bit about me. This is why I do what I do. Now that kind of leads us into kind of my next thought for you guys is why do you do what you do? Why are you in the business at all? And my hope would be that you will too kind of have that same passion. You have that same desire, that safe, same self-motivated passion inside you to want to have your music heard or to go have help others have their music heard. So here it is. The biggest question I get, or the one most often asked to me at any panel I'm at, is, Tim, how do I get in the music business? And I'm going to approach this from both sides. I get it from, you know, the business side panels, young kids coming out of college, how do I get in? And I get it from creatives. And the paths are fairly similar, and we kind of walk down the same roads. Uh, they do have some differences. So let's start with you writers. Like, how do I get in the business? Well, look, man. As I tell people all the time, my phone doesn't ring. I have to make it ring. I got to go after it and get it. And the biggest thing you can do is meet as many people as you can, period. You have to be willing. And I get it. Some of you guys are creatives and you're introverts and it makes you uncomfortable. But if you can't do this one step, the rest of your life is going to be really challenging in a music business. You have to be willing to put yourself out there and get your music heard. I tell people so often there's there's great entry level places for that. Uh, you know, the NSAI has a great reputation. They do a lot to connect and, and uh, hook people up. The PROs, ASCAP, BMI, CSAC also have many programs helping up and coming writers to connect. And also the AIMP, you're on, you know this panel, so you're, you're already here and you're listening to this podcast, but we do panels, we do events throughout the year, we do networking events. And then if you're uh, to the level where you can play out and you feel comfortable, get in the ride around circuit, man. Get out there and hustle. 
and then go to all of them. Maybe you're not a player, but you got to go be a part of that scene to go find your tribe. I'll call it right. You have to go find your people that you're going to connect with musically and you're going to support because the greatest thing about Nashville, Tennessee, that makes it such a unique place is the community we have because we lift each other up and we work together. And I say it, I call it the tribe at the beginning, but what I tell people all the time is find your class. Now this applies to you on the business level too. If you're coming in, go find your peer group, man. You are gonna come up with this same peer group. Like my peer group, we're the ones all running these companies right now. And we used to be the ones starting out. We used to joke, one of these days we're gonna run this town. And now we kind of laugh going, who let us run this town? They've lost their mind. So you got to have belief and faith that you could do this. And, uh, but you do it together. And that's the greatest part of this. You're not in this game alone. And there's people that are going to support you along the way. You got to go find your believers. And that means stepping out of your comfort zone. I mean, people will tell you all the time, never cold email or blind call anybody. BS, do it, just do it. Yes, you're going to get a lot of no's, but maybe you get that one, right? My my whole system when I first was getting out of college toward the end of my college, I realized I could call almost any company and tell them I was at a school, I was a student, and I needed to talk to so-and-so because I was doing a paper and would uh, they have a minute to talk to me. Guess how much that worked? Almost every single time I could get to somebody and I was nice. I didn't take up too much of their time. I'd introduce myself. And if they had the time, I would usually send them some music I was working with. Uh, I am not a writer, but I always had creators that I was working for. So I would get them some music and they would check it out and I would build a relationship. It's all about figuring out how to build relationships with people and getting it out there. You're going to get a lot of no's. It's not fun. It's like for guys, it's like picking up the phone and calling that girl for the first time. I guess now you either text them or maybe you're swiping right or left. It still makes you uncomfortable because guess what? You can get rejected. Nobody likes rejection, but you're going to have to face it because you're going to hear no in the music business way more than you're going to hear yes. Get used to it. Get comfortable with it. But let it drive you because no's make me just dig my feet in and say, I'm going to do it. I don't see balls. I see obstacles and I'm going to figure out how to get over it, under it, around it, and I'm going to conquer it. And you got to have that mentality to do this business. You're going to hear this over and over in this little conversation that you have to be willing to drive through the wall, man. Like you, you people are just not going to believe you're going to have dissenters. My family thought I was crazy. This would never work. But here I am 30 years in and I made it work. So just get comfortable in the fact you're going to be uncomfortable in it. On the business side, same thing. you got to reach out to people you admire, figure out ways. I mean, most of us will sit down if you say, hey, I'd like to pick your brain. Can I have a cup of coffee? If you're a nice and you're pleasant in how you reach out to us, you're not a jerk. Most times we'll come. If we have time, I'll sit down with you. I'll give anybody 30 minutes of my day because for me to meet you guys and up and coming people, Helps me know the next people coming up and keeps me young and connected. And it's very important to me as well. So, you know, finding those people that can be mentors to you and help you along your way. Cause I have tried to help people get jobs. I try to help writers get deals. So that's just an invaluable part of networking. Now, mentorship, that's a big deal. I would say this, if you're listening to this and you're already in the business, be a mentor. 
if you're coming into this business, learn how to be mentored. That is so important. Learning how to be mentored because a lot of times what happens is young writers come into my office and I will sit and listen to them. And maybe I, I like what you're doing, but it's not at the right place yet. So I might leave my door open if I tell you, hey, I like what you're doing. Feel free to send me some more music. Do that. I'll tell you what. A lot of times I do that as a test to see if you're even going to follow through, because if you don't follow through, you're not the kind of person I want working for me. I want somebody that's hustling. Someone's willing to go after it. And if I criticize one of your songs or give you some suggestions, I want to see if you're going to take those suggestions, because if you're not teachable and you're not listening, then that's not the kind of person I want to work with, because this is teamwork. I need you to listen to me and know that what I'm doing is trying to make you better. I'm going to challenge you. I call it boot camp for the young writers that I'm working with. We're going to grind together, and I'm just trying to help you become a better writer. And uh, on the business side, same thing applies. Like you, If that door is open, keep building out that relationship and working on that. I still have mentors that I call, even though I've done it 30 years, I got friends that I lean on and need desperately throughout this business to help me. So, you know, what I find sometimes is people have walked out of my office and feel rejected, or they don't feel like it was a good meeting because they didn't get offered a pub deal, or I wasn't overly ecstatic, but hey, look, I have an example. There was a young man that came in my office, played me songs. I kept telling you, you've got this structure down, but you got to find your voice. These are all really nice songs. This guy kept coming and seeing me for like three years. And then one time he played me some music and I was like, holy crap, what is that? He had joined a band. It was a band called the Dirt Drifters, big fan of uh, the Dirt Drifters. They ended up getting signed to Warner Brothers. But five years later, after first meeting with him, I finally signed him to a publishing deal. So you got to be willing to, to stay in it and, and keep working and listening. And uh, you never know what's going to come out of those conversations. And again, sometimes they're not easy. Sometimes you're going to be challenged, but that's part of the process of growing because it only prepares you for the rest of the business. Because I don't want to sound heavy, but it's just a hard business because it's so personal. You're writing songs and on the business side, you're you're presenting yourself and you're pushing clients to people and you get no a lot. You get rejected a lot. So if you're not confident, believing in what you're working with, it's just gonna, never going to go anywhere. So you got to really have that burning desire and work with things you truly believe in. And writers, you've got to really, really believe in what you're doing as well and artists as well. That leads me to another important thing I, I love to tell. You know, as artists, people always say you have a voice, but writers, guess what? You have a voice. You have a thing that makes you uniquely you. I find so often you're trying to imitate what you hear, which is great. Imitation is the beginning of creation. It's just the way it works. But somewhere in there, you got to do what makes you uniquely you. Trust that. Because what people, the biggest writers that I know out in the business have a voice of their own. They have a style from a, from a Craig Wiseman to a Luke Laird to a Jesse Frazier. They have a thing that makes them unique and why people want to work with them. Brandy Clark's another one of my favorites. Like find that voice inside of you and work hard, write a lot of songs, grind it out till you get that to a level that starts getting attention. Because I think often as writers, you don't think about that. You think, I'm just trying to write a hit. But what is it that, what part of you is in that song? 
What part of you is in that room when you're being a songwriter? What part do you bring into the table? You got to learn those things. Maybe it's lyric. You find out you're better at the ideas. Maybe it's the melody. Maybe it's the editor. Editors are so vital. They're the ones that kind of pull all the info that's floating around in the room and make it a cohesive story. There's a lot of different plays there. And learning your place in the room and learning your voice will help you do that. And that comes from writing a lot of songs. And I've said in a multiple podcast, if you're a young writer coming into business, most of my guys on a pro level, they're writing 80 to 100 songs a year, every year, all the time. They're writing three to five times a week every week, all the time. You don't get good without doing it. Ashley Gorley is notorious. He's got 50 something number ones. The guy still will pull doubles. He never stops. And that's why he remains one of the most successful songwriters in history, period. I mean, the, the amount of number ones he had is insane and he's not stopping. He's going to keep going. So, you know, you got to have that kind of drive and that momentum and that work ethic to really see the fruits of your labor start coming through. So, as a business person, this is a little bit more challenging, I get, to like get into the business, but this is going to sound really super cliche, but be a good person. Be a good person. That's just a right at the beginning thing. People can read you in a room. Be confident, but be a good person. And look, again, one of the reasons I started my record label uh, was because I couldn't get a job. I looked all up and down Music Row when I graduated, could not get a job to save my life. So I moved back home into my parents' basement in Knoxville, Tennessee, started a record label. I didn't sit still. I kept creating. I kept grinding. I kept making things happen. And I stayed in touch with uh, my intern supervisor, networking again. I'd come to town to record. I would touch base with my friends. And a glorious day came when the record label thing was kind of fading. And she said, uh, hey, I might have a job for you. Come interview. So I did and I ended up getting hired. And so I've already given that history. But that's part of what you have to do as well is if you're not getting a job immediately, create a value for yourself. Find writers that are up and coming. Go to the writer rounds. Connect yourself with people that are being successful. Find ways to build out. If you're an agent, start, start booking a show. So many people have started these amazing events, uh, right around like why not Wednesdays, there's the rowdies, there's a raised rowdy, there's a, a 6.5 revival. And these were started by people that just wanted to do something. And all of a sudden they became a uh, whiskey jam. I mean, Ward that started kind of accidentally and is one of the biggest branded uh, places where you can see new acts and he's crushing it. And he's such a valuable part of our business because he showcases up and coming talent. You can find other ways to create until you get that job, till you get in that door, because people see results, people see the hustle, and people see when you're putting forth that effort and meeting as many people as you can. All right, guys. First off, thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to this podcast and, and showing up. It means the world to us. I appreciate it that we put our time and effort into this, and I'm glad people enjoy it. This is the last one of this season. I'm excited. It's been a, it's been a hell of a couple of years, man. And uh, I think the next season, when you hear me, we're going to be in a whole new place. And I'm super excited for it. And we're putting that new season together. I can't wait to share what we're working on with you guys. And stay positive, my friends, and test negative. Thanks. We'll talk to you all soon. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. We hope you subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and follow us at AIMP Nashville to stay up to date and informed in the world of music publishing and songwriting. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is created by executive producers Dale Bobo and yours truly, Tim Hunsey, producer Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. Thanks again for listening and supporting the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. Yeah.